King is what we were created. Man is what we were born. Son is what we were positioned. And Father is our responsibility. Hello, my name is Brian Hines. Welcome to the Man I Was, The Boy I Am podcast. For the first half of the year, I'm going to deal with the man I was. For the second half, I'm going to deal with the boy I am. In this podcast, I'm going to use my real life experiences to unpack man. We don't go through hell for the hell of it. Refined, repurposed, restored. My name is Brian Hines. Right. Pleasure of finally, officially meeting you. <laughs> That's right. We've That's seen right. each other at several different events. Absolutely. Um, and now that I'm here, of course, it's, it's just want to talk briefly about you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've heard several great things about you through different people. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Biggest thing is fatherhood. That's right. Um, we use the word dad because dad is more affectionate than, than father. And so um, just tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm, I'm going to call you Drill LeVert Jr. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. <laughs> junior, junior. Junior, Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I'll take yeah. it. I, I've heard that before, so I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the the most important thing to tell you about me is, you know, I'm just a regular old guy. Okay. You know, I'm a father of two. Mm-hmm. I've been married now for nine years. Okay. Coming up on our ten year anniversary wow. next May. Okay. Um, I had been married once before mm-hmm. to a starter wife. That didn't I got work you. Out. I got you. <laughs> didn't work out. Good point. But uh, yeah, but um, but the the best thing that's happened to me, I would say, is um, having those two little girls. Yeah. They've really changed my perspective on a lot of things. They've mm-hmm. certainly given me a whole different um, appreciation for what life is about, what mm-hmm. relationships are about, what family is about. Right. You know, I'm the youngest of four kids. So okay. I grew up in a family. My mom and dad <clears throat> were married for 50 years before my dad passed. And, um, you know, so I've always known wow. good family. Yeah, I've always known how that's supposed to look and feel. That's a good background. And uh, yeah, you know, so I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed the idea of family and always wanted one of my own. But of course, I'm a late starter. I didn't start having kids until my late 30s. Mm. Um, so then when everyone was asking about once we had our second daughter, were you going to have any more? Are you going to try for a boy? I said, no, I'm 40 years old now. Right. I don't have any business making any more people. I got you. I've done my part. <laughs> I did my two. Yeah. I'm through. That's my number of completion. So, okay. um, but yeah, man, I think the, the, the big thing for me is um, just being a regular guy. Mm-hmm. Trying to raise these two little girls, keep them safe. Um, trying to be a good husband to my wife. Um, trying to be a good father to them. Mm-hmm. Trying to be a good Christian, where I, I falter, but you know we all do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think my biggest um, motivation is really those two little ones. Gotcha. So you said you were married before. Mm-hmm. Just briefly touch on that. Yeah. Because so, also we're going to deal with manhood mm-hmm. as well as fatherhood. And in framing the this whole thing, we, we talk about manhood. You know, we don't talk about just the, the uh, we talk about the pitfalls as well sure. as our successes. Gotcha. So um, gotcha. just if you don't mind, just share no, whatever absolutely. you're comfortable with. Absolutely. Um, we were married for a total of, I want to say, almost five years, give or take. Okay. I think that's about right. It's getting fuzzier as I get older. It should. <laughs> it At is. least that part. Exactly. That little piece is getting <laughs> right, older. Right, right. And um, it was not uh, it was not a great relationship. Mm-hmm. But the thing that was was interesting about it is in talking to my buddies who 
had been married before. We've got mm -hmm. a, a good friend of mine uh, in Charlotte. He and I talk talk about relationships a lot. Mm -hmm. He's an older guy, so you know we That's talk important. about that. Right, having very these important. people to to to, to right. touch base with right. and to to you know have them impart their wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, he asked me. He said, "Well, would you do it again?" After it was over, and I said, "Oh, absolutely," mm -hmm. because, like I said, my folks were married for fifty years. But I've right. got a brother and sister who both been married for twenty-five plus years. Wow! So I only know examples of good marriage, right? right? I don't know the drama and the turmoil mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, so you know, it was it wasn't fun, but um, but I learned a lot about myself in that process. Great point. That was the key for me, knowing that in meeting this woman and thinking this was going to be a great fit, mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't. Yeah. And we were able to, you know, part ways and, you know, she's moved on with her life as far as I know. Mm -hmm. I'm living my best life, That's as great. they say, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't, you know, I was never one to, to believe in divorce per se. So yeah. I was resigned to the idea mm -hmm. of just being in this bad marriage. But when she left, I didn't stop her. Right. I just said, oh, are you taking the washer and dryer? And right. That was all I wanted to do. Logistics know. and keep Set, it going. Take care. We'll see you. Yeah. So, you know, for me, one of the things that I always try to focus on when I'm dealing with friends of mine who go through struggles in their relationships is you deal with the loss of the relationship. You deal with that trauma. Right. It's like an injury, right? So right. you deal with right. the trauma first. Mm -hmm. Then you have the, the recovery part. And then you have the rehab. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to do for yourself, too. Right. So you deal with the trauma of losing the relationship right. because like it or not, you put effort into something. Absolutely. And it's gone. So you have to mourn that it's gone. Right. Um, mourning is important. Right. You have to mourn. You have to do that. And what I find is a lot of people don't take that time. Right. And they don't understand why the subsequent relationships are still suffering. Right. It's because they haven't taken the time to deal with this one that failed. And right? let me say something real mm -hmm. quick. There's a, a friend of mine has a book out called Men Don't Heal, We Hope. Mm. Wow. That's and the, in that, it's, it's talking about how, I mean, the title says everything within itself, but yep. In that it talks about how most of us don't go through that mourning process. Right. Um, mourning is very important because it's the, I mean, a marriage is two people becoming one. That's right. The divorce actually means death of that. So those two people now being separated. Absolutely. So, you know, in covenants, you know, if I was to put salt in your hand, salt in my hand, how do we remove the salt that was yours originally? That's right. And get back the salt that was mine originally? Well, we don't. Can't. That's right. So when we separate, you know, there's a, a grieving process. And so, you know, in saying that, I, I like that because a lot of people don't want to, a lot of men don't want to talk about the mourning process. Oh, I'm a man. I'm going to be all right. Yeah, no, you can't do that. I right. mean, because what happens is you're setting yourself up for bad relationships in the future. Right. And it's and a domino it's, effect. Exactly. It becomes mm -hmm. a cycle where you end up self-sabotaging mm -hmm. good relationships afterwards because you don't, you fear that pain that you experienced in this last one. Right. Because you haven't taken the time to figure out what to glean from that pain, what you've learned how to move forward from it, and then to ultimately heal from it. And hurting some good people in the process. No question. That could have just been great relationships. No um, question. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things that drives me crazy is seeing how many good people end up hurt just because of some undone, uh, unfinished business. Mm -hmm. Just take care of yourself, man. Right. That's all you right. can do. And so... You know, you have to take that time, and that process looks different for everybody. Like I tell everybody, I don't, I can't paint your portrait of happiness because right. it's going to be different. It's absolutely like you know, different. you may want a whole bunch of money. Mm -hmm. I just may want to have uh, the freedom to come and go as I please. Right. Somebody may want to travel. Somebody may be a homebody. I can't say what's going to make you happy, but what I can say 
is that if you don't take time to focus on what's going to bring about that healing, you'll mm -hmm. never you'll never achieve the happiness you claim to pursue. Right. You got to fix it. Yeah. So that, that's been my biggest, um, I would say, campaign. You know, I talk to a lot of friends. We have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. We'll sit right on this couch over here. Mm -hmm. and they'll come over and we'll just talk relationships. And, um, you know, not that I'm any expert, but what I've learned, I think, has been very helpful and healing for myself. So I'm going to share that as much as I can. The good part is that you're willing to share. Absolutely. So I don't think any of us are experts. I think all of us, and I say this often, we're all a collection of every decision we've ever made. Bingo. Um, for myself, I was married for 15 years, mm. uh, recently divorced, mm -hmm. four years removed from that. Children caught up in that whole web of divorce and um, just went to court yesterday. Mm. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you look at what, what the decisions that we made, how it caused a... Uh, the catastrophe and then the collateral damage to that. So to have conversations, and I like what you said when you said you had older gentlemen that you gleaned from. Mm -hmm. I did the same exact thing because I, I know that those gentlemen can give me something that I don't have. Correct. They've got wisdom, they've got age, they have experiences. Correct. And um, to get that from them, I think, is more important of value than uh, just sitting around talking about who we saw on television that had a nice body or right. all those types of things. Right. So th these are the conversations that, I think really helped build us and shape us into better men, better fathers, a better community because what we bring is uh, value to the community. Absolutely. And so um, again, like being, hearing about you prior to actually meeting you, of course we've seen each other out several times, mm -hmm. and um, then actually being able to put a story with <laughs> yes, so story. who Rick really is. <laughs> right, what's the story? Uh, <laughs> um, now you're married. Yes. You all have two children. So yes. Um, how did that happen? Did you so, know her before? Yeah, it's a her? funny I mean, story. So, okay. so I lived in Charleston, South Carolina for three years, right? Nice area. Uh, beautiful, Ooh. beautiful town. Yes. Um, we just came back from visiting uh, over the holiday. But mm -hmm. so when I was there, I was living there back in the late 90s. And I had a buddy there who said, hey, let's go out and meet a friend of mine and her friend. We're going to go out and just hang out this night. I said, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, you know, I'm going as the wingman and we go out. <laughs> Shot brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shot brother. Right. right. It, was, it was that kind of deal. Right? I got so I'm you. like, well, I'm just going to hang out. And yeah. so uh, my now wife is uh, the girl he was going to meet. They had like, apparently gone to church together or something. Okay. Um, so they were hanging out. So she brought her friends. I hung out with her friend all night. And, you know, it was just really a one-night hangout, just kind of kicking it. Um, sat in the car afterwards laughing and talking and stuff, the four of us. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to 2006, she had been in a long-term relationship. They broke up. Mm. Um, my marriage ended in 2005 with the separation and the divorce became final in 2006. Okay. And she just so happened to send an email to the TV station where I was working, right? Wow. Now, the craziest part about Talk that about is... about timing. Right. It was, it was unbelievable wow. because yeah. not only... So, so they shut down our news department March 30th of that year. March okay. 30, 31st, whatever. So at the end of March, it was shut down. But because I stayed at the station and went into the sales department, mm -hmm. my email was still up. They hadn't taken down the TV station's website yet for mm -hmm. the news department. So she was able to find me on the news site. Said, hey, remember me? We met in Charleston. When I see you on the news, I laugh because I remember, you know, you're definitely not like the dude on the news. Right. So, you know, uh, so she sends me this email. I didn't get the email till April 17th-ish. Wow. So two and a half weeks removed from the final day. So had I gone over to Channel 11 or right. gone out of right. town to another station, I would have never gotten an email. Divine. 
It was divine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, divine. so I said, you know, I couldn't pick you out of a lineup, but I do remember that night because it was, you know, eight years before. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I was there just kind of as the plus one mm -hmm. helping out my man. Right. So, right. Um, so we started communicating or whatever. And I said, well, look, let's, um, let's grab some dinner at some point mm -hmm. so we can just catch up. So she said, all right, well, we'll grab some food. She needed to be near the, the hospital. So we ended up going over to Red Robin. Mm. You know, so it wasn't even a date. We both right. had our sweats, t-shirts, yeah, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. When so I tell informal. you, yes, yeah, super yeah. informal. Right. So we got together, went over, um, and then by the time we finished with dinner, mm -hmm. I knew she was the one. Wow. So I, I was dating a couple of girls at the time, and I said, listen. You um, said a couple, right? Yeah, yeah, because I, okay. you know, I was in date mode. I got you. Right. I got you. You know, I was in date mode. Some would say savagery. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to get into that. You was a savage. I, you know, listen. I got you, I, brother. I've been living my best life for a long time. Right. But, so, but what happened is that moment, once she and I connected, I knew she was the one. And so I stopped everything else. I, that next day I said, hey, listen, I'm done. Great point. That was where I was going. You mm -hmm. were dating a couple of other people. Right. Whether it was one, two, or however serious right. it was. The moment that you spent the time with her, as informal as it was, you know, mm -hmm. no inhibitions or anything. Right. You knew that she was the one. Off the top. Immediately. Okay. And so I shut it down. And that's one of the problems that, you know, I, we have, like I said, we've got a bunch of friends of ours, young women, 40-ish, struggling in relationships mm -hmm. and this kind of thing. One of the problems is a lot of the guys that they're dealing with are still little boys mm -hmm. in how they think. Right. They want to still keep their options open. They want to still explore what else may be out here because mm -hmm. something may be better around the corner instead of finding something that's solid and saying, you know what, this is where I need to be. Right. So that's what like happened. Putting that flag in the ground. Absolutely. And, and saying I'm done. And so that's what happened. And I don't know if you know this. You said a lot of guys still want to be little boys. Mm -hmm. The name of the podcast is The Man I Was, The Boy I Am. Wow. That's deep. And that's, that's exactly the problem. Right. That, that's a great title because... It addresses the fact that so many of us are not decisive in what we're doing with our love. Like we're decisive in business, mm -hmm. we're decisive in, you know, purchasing things and mm -hmm. acquiring things, but we're not nearly as decisive when it At comes all. to matters of the heart. Right. Because we don't like to be vulnerable that way. And that's bad. That's, because that's vulnerability is actually strength. That's exactly right. That's we got, exactly we kind of got it mixed up. I agree. And yeah. and I, I've told countless people your greatest risk will reap your greatest reward mm -hmm. so you have to be willing to give of yourself in a very deep and emotional way in order mm -hmm. for people to say you know what this is somebody i want to take care of i'm right. going to cherish this from him because he's giving all of this to me right and then there's the reciprocity of that when you find someone who's willing to do that for you then you do the same for them right you've got yourself a good relationship and for us and i'm speaking of course men not mm -hmm. not naturally not necessarily culturally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For men to a man to say I want to take care of a person is saying a lot. Absolutely. Because a, a lot of us, and I just want to put it like it is, a lot of us are selfish. Yep. A lot of us are. It's still about us. Yep. Um, a lot of us are more into what we can get out of a relationship versus what we can offer. Absolutely. Um, so when you continue to give, and that's one of my, I don't know if it's a good. I think it's a good trait as well as I have to create guidelines with, I'm a big giver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll give and give and give and give and give until really there's nothing left. And I'll find a place to find a store mm -hmm. to purchase some more mm -hmm. to continue to give. Right. So when I leave a relationship, mm -hmm. I, walk, I can walk away free because I know I've given it as much as I could actually give. That's fair. And um, I, I do a lot of 
challenging myself in areas of uh, emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I always weigh them. Mm -hmm. um, um, and e even on the backside of some of the bad or worst decisions I've made, some of the bad decisions, um, I go back, let's investigate. Why did I do that? Where was I? What was I thinking about? Right. Um, a lot of times we just continue to, it's like landmines. We step right. on one, bam, it blows up. We go to the next one, bam, exactly. it blows up. And if we weren't in a video game, we wouldn't come back to life. Correct. In real life, that doesn't happen. You know, we, right. But <clears throat> the damage causes, and this is where I want to segue into, uh, from the relationship, it, it, it causes the continual effects with our children. Yes. You know, Absolutely. you have a healthy, I saw, I heard you say 50 years yep. with your parents. Yep. And regardless of what you did in your, in your first marriage, mm -hmm. um, this is the one that would be the testament to the community. Absolutely. That everyone can look at and be like, okay, wow, this is, this is something totally different. That's right. And Rick, we've talked um, and a couple of times just trying to even put this interview together. <laughs> right. You know, we had to reschedule because of, I don't want to necessarily call it career. I want to say your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Fatherhood is a responsibility. Yes. Um, you know, they're stay-at-home moms, they're stay-at-home dads, but this is your responsibility. And a couple of times, you know, well, something came up with your daughter or something came mm -hmm. up with the other daughter or you had to mm -hmm. make adjustments. And for that, I told you, I said, I, I honored that because uh, I miss that. Mm -hmm. I miss having that time where I, I did have to do this with this child and do this with the other daughter yeah. and all that. But right now, I know you have an extensive background in, in media. Yes. But the... I'm using career for lack of better, mm -hmm. better terms. The career that you are in, actively involved in right now is a dad. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you are a day-to-day -day dad. That's right. So just give us, if you, don't, if you want, if you feel comfortable giving your mm -hmm. daughter's names um, or what you call them, that's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. um, but what is the typical day like with the Swiners? Oh, no question. So we call them Pac and Biggie. Ha ha! Blake, bro. Pock and Big is what we typically call them around the house. But uh -huh. so they're 20 months apart. Okay. That was a terrible idea. Just as I got rule. you. I got you. That was a lot. But it worked out fine. They're best of friends now. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, like the, the funny thing is we don't really have a typical day. Okay. Because by being an entrepreneur, by my wife being an entrepreneur, by having these two kids, who are, we try to involve them in enough things that they can have the outlets in the social space but not where everything we're doing is centered around them because mm -hmm. we have to stay connected ourselves. So we right. do a lot of things ourselves. So, um, so, mm -hmm. so two things, and this is, I, I just want to make this clear. I had to realize that there's a marriage and that there's a family. Yes. So because the family is, will continue to be uh, nuclear. Yes. Um, but when the children leave, that marriage is still there. Absolutely. And I've seen where later on in, in, in the family, the children leave, and the marriage took such a big hit during the time just raising the children that they don't, the marriage is no longer intact. It's, right. it's in shambles. They're so roommates at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a good point. I just wanted to highlight that because yeah. it's, it's, it's good to be able to hear. You have to continue to make the marriage a, a, a separate entity uh, from, the, from, the, uh, from the family. That's right. And, and those we, are two institutions that I believe God ordained. Absolutely. Family. Marriage, number one. Right. Because family is the, creates the family. It's right. Marriage creates the family. Right. But you have to maintain that marriage. And right. In order to be connected, we tend to spend a lot of time together as a couple. Good. We hang out with a lot of friends. Good. We have a bunch of married friends. We have a bunch of single friends. But we like to go out, mm -hmm. enjoy ourselves, listen to live music, and that kind of thing. 
sometimes we'll bring the girls along. Like all of our friends know our kids, mm -hmm. and all of this is really by design because for me, <clears throat> excuse me, I've always mm -hmm. said I want to make sure that if we're going to be here in Durham, my daughters are well known around the city. So if somebody sees them cutting up, mm -hmm. they're going to let me know, and they will be able to correct them on the spot because gotcha. that's how I grew up. Mm -hmm. We were very involved in church growing up, and if we saw somebody from church out, and I'm out in the street acting crazy, mm -hmm. that phone rang, right. and right. it was right. a problem. Right. But that's where you get back to true communities right. and the, the community helping to raise kids. We don't mm -hmm. do that anymore. We don't even know our neighbors. Fortunately, we have a very good relationship with a lot of our neighbors here. But these days, you move into a subdivision. You may see them at the pool once or right. twice, but right. you don't really have relationship with mm -hmm. people around you. So that's one thing that we've been trying to cultivate. The other thing is the kids are um, involved in a lot of things because we want them to see people who look like them who are doing amazing things. So, for mm -hmm. example, um, Pac is in dance class right now, and the young lady who owns it is an African-American woman, Empowered Dance uh, mm -hmm. Studio downtown. So she sees Miss Oxendine, Nicole Oxendine, who's a friend of ours. Oh, wow, I know Nicole. And, yeah, so she now is able to see Nicole and say, mm -hmm. oh, this is someone who, you know, she loves to dance. Mm -hmm. I can eventually own my own dance company because she has her own dance studio right in downtown. Candy Carver's another friend of ours who will come over and do art lessons with the girls. Um, or she'll just come by and we'll cook and she'll hang out with right. us. We want them to see people who look like us right. doing great, great groundbreaking amazing things and it's not all just in the arts and mm -hmm. a lot of us in business we have friends who are you know work with the banks and senior vps and um um all kind just a, a, a number of, of things yeah. that you've got folks doing mm -hmm. people who are running departments and running organizations and all of this stuff but these are our friends these are right. people we spend right. time right. with but we want them to have exposure and access to those types of people because i think that serves as inspiration to them um, and to see that they're regular people. Right. You know, we, so that's important for us. Um, but in terms of a regular day for us, um, typically you're talking about getting started around between 7 and 8. Mm -hmm. um, we'll end up getting the girls up and getting them ready. Admittedly, my wife gets them up and ready more often than I do. Okay. And I'm very thankful for that because she gets up early to go to work. Okay. I work from home and I'm usually up till 2 in the morning. Okay. So I try to sleep in a bit. But like this week is a perfect, a perfect example. Um, Price is in dance class. Blake is at home with me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So because we wanted to do the interview, uh, my wife's assistant came and took Blake to the library so we could have time to talk. Gotcha. Otherwise, she would be here as a part of the interview, too. Gotcha. So, but I, I say that to say there's really, there's no such thing as a typical day for us um, by the end of the day. 6.30 or so, we're usually here mm -hmm. to make something to eat or pick something up. We're, we're a very regular, regular family. And it's nothing for us to have friends over during the week. Mm -hmm. We'll hang out down here. I'll do some DJing and we'll make a margarita or two, watch some TV. But we, we try to stay connected to our friends as much as we can. And a lot of our friends have kids. Right. So they'll bring the kids over. When we built this house, the whole idea was to have the house that would be the fun house. Mm -hmm. So the kids will have a place to come. Because we know there's nothing crazy going on here. Right. Ain't no crazy uncle standing in the back room who has you. a proclivity for kids or nothing like that. You. We don't have to worry wow. about that kind of stuff, right? My so, all, right, all yeah. of those things are important for us. And so we have friends who will come over, they'll bring the kids, we'll have cookouts and stuff in the yard, or we'll go over to the pool. But we try to do as much as we can for them to see 
that all you have to do right now is just be a kid. Right. Just enjoy being a child. Enjoy the wonderment of what this world has to offer and what your imagination will allow you to, mm -hmm. to, to think of. Um, and with, with the older one, the seven-year-old, it's like raising Meryl Streep. Like she's, <laughs> <laughs> bruh, listen, highly dramatic. Oh, yeah, I got but, you. But you want, so we have to try to get her to curtail that at times. But mm -hmm. We want her to, to still be able to explore that. Sounds like my so, Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, and, and so the beauty of that is by having her in class over at Empower, she and Nicole can go and do their, right. their creative, fancy, artsy thing. So we always tease Nicole and say, she's the reason that Price is the way she is. Right. Because she's, you say, Price, how old are you? I'm six. Like, it's a song. She I can't you. just say it. I right? got you. I got you. So <clears throat> Blake's a little more laid back. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, um, but they're very sweet kids, um, very respectful, very mannerable. Um, and you know, that's what we're trying to do is just raise some good kids, not sassy out the mouth mm -hmm. and precocious and all mm -mm. Just be a kid. Right. Just understand your place. Um, but at the same time, express yourself, right. communicate right. and know right. how to talk to grownups. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I, I'm always troubled when I see kids who, when you get them outside, they're so awkward because they haven't had experience in dealing with grownups. Gotcha. They only know a teacher. Right. Or yeah, they only yeah. know grandma, but they mm -hmm. don't know how to just deal with grown-ups. So actual social interaction. Absolutely. So we go to the store, uh, if we go out to eat, they order their own food. Right. You know, and, and we're, sure to make, we're sure to make certain they're saying please and thank you yes. and whatever. We're trying to teach them those types of life skills in a very, um, a very direct, concrete way. So you have created a new normal in your in your family because you, you, you're saying the regular family but that's not regular yeah. a lot of families what you consider regular it's not what you do yeah i guess um, you're right but i i love the intentionality mm -hmm. if that's a word if not then i like it jesse jackson can quote me <laughs> <laughs> no doubt and he will the active engagement yes uh the community that's so important yes people don't understand uh, marriage is a commitment to the community I agree. It is big time commitment to the community. So, um, but the intentional engagement with your children and bringing your friends around, creating a, a, a normal for them. That's right. Because what happens is that that replaces what I just talked about before when I talked about the, the dysfunctional, uh, you know, based on some of our choices, that dysfunction that happens. And, mm -hmm. and children take that dysfunction into that next relationship. Absolutely. So now you're creating a new model. That's right. Of children who can take, okay, okay, he's not the one because he doesn't do what we do. That's right. And, that, and it's so funny you say that because when I think back to growing up in the city, I grew up in D.C., mm -hmm. and I think back to my we mom got, and We dad, have so many different the connections. It's yeah, crazy. Man, it's it crazy. is crazy. But so my mom and dad would go on trips with their friends. They would do little couples trips to the mm -hmm. mountains and to the Poconos and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Those are the very same things we do now. Yeah. You know, sometimes we'll take the girls with us. Other times we'll just go as couples and just have grown-up time. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's so funny to see the same process kind of repeating itself. Right. But you're right. You're, it, we're really a, a sum of our learned behaviors. Right? right. So we learn these things as we're coming up. And if you can learn these good things, you can just as soon learn the bad things. Right. And once you internalize that stuff, you, you're talking about trying to undo a whole lot of negative. 
I, I don't want to do that. Right. I want us to be very intentional about creating um, an environment that they understand is healthy and wholesome and, and it's engaged. It's an engaged environment and it gives them the time to then look and say, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to go to Miami with my friends. Mm -hmm. and we're going to plan these trips and we're going to go do this and we're going to go hang out downtown and still be in a safe space and be happy. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think about just how many people I know who don't do that. So when you say you're kind of re, re, uh, restructuring this thing, mm -hmm. When I think about it, when you say it that way, I guess you're right to some extent. I feel like it's just a natural right. progression. Seems, right, right. But, but well, let me ask this: mm -hmm. Is Nicole? Is that her background as well? Yes, See, absolutely. So, so, so we're equally yoked in that right, sense, and we right. and I talk about this all the time. Man. That so makes a big chat. difference. That's a huge component because her mom and dad were married for years and years. Her mom passed away before I had the pleasure of meeting her, but she comes from a very traditional background. Okay. So because we both come from that same space, we understood immediately that there was something to that. Mm -hmm. My ex-wife didn't have that. Gotcha. And so because of that, I think that had a, a pretty significant impact on how we engaged. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't, my, my mom and dad didn't argue and yell and scream and stuff like that. Mm. I, so when I, when I started going through that in my first marriage, it was foreign to me mm -hmm. because I had never seen that before. Gotcha. And I wasn't planning on doing that for too long because right. that's just not, I don't like being in that space. Right. Um, but so when she decided to go, I was like, okay, great. No more yelling and screaming and arguing. Oh yeah. So because of that, when we, uh, when Nicole and I first started dating, the, um, we created a thing called Friday night shout outs and we don't mm -hmm. do it as much as we used to, but we used to take <clears throat> about 10 minutes every Friday night to just thank each other for wow. very mundane, wow. regular stuff. Right? Yeah. Thanks for taking out the trash. Thanks mm -hmm. for cooking dinner the other night. But and these are things that responsibility wise you're supposed to do. But I but just to say thank you for doing thing. even what you're supposed to do. That's right. That's the thing. People don't understand. It adds value. value. That's, That's it. it. It adds adds value to what I know you're supposed to do anyway. Because right. I'm not now I'm not taking you for granted. Exactly. You don't feel that, okay, yes, I did it, but no one said anything. Right. right. It's not just your responsibility. Right. You're, you're doing it because you appreciate you're going to do something when you feel that the person you're doing it for appreciates mm -hmm. it. Right. You'll, you'll do it with a smile, right? Mm -hmm. So that we did that for a long time. Positive reinforcement. Absolutely. And yes. but what I said to her is, I said, given the negativity that was spoken in my previous marriage, I want us to be very intentional about pe speaking positivity into this marriage. Right. And that was how the whole thing was born. And we did it every week um, for a long time. I guess probably once we had the kids, it kind of started to fade away because right. it, it was replaced by bath time and mm -hmm. yeah, bedtime yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. But but it's know, a good it's a good foundation. Absolutely, absolutely. And I and because of that, I think we to this day really appreciate each other for what we do for each other, even yeah. if we don't take that specific time to say it on Friday nights. But we used to do it right. every Friday night without right. fail. Wow. So um, so listening mm -hmm. back to everything, of course, you went through the first marriage. Mm -hmm. You just happened to be wingman one night with a guy who years <laughs> right. later, a uh, young lady is in, impressed with you and reaches out to you. Mm -hmm. um, you then move forward, have similar backgrounds and history, mm -hmm. create a family atmosphere of love, uh, engagement, involvement. I heard you when you talk about your daughter um, 
one is dramatic, one is less dramatic. But right. you even found an outlet for her to express Absolutely. herself and creating avenues for the both of them. That's right. So I really don't have a hat on to take off, but virtually I take my hat off to you and say, uh, you're an awesome father, man. I appreciate that. You're an awesome I really dad. I appreciate that. And I'm glad to have met you organically this way. Right. Then, because uh, of course, um, we, our our, my daughter, your mm -hmm. daughters were going to the same um, 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 daycare. That's right. That's um, right. And so, of course, you met my daughter's mom, mm -hmm. Titi, and she was saying, oh, you know, Rick is a nice guy. You mm -hmm. know, I think y'all connect, you know, this, that, and the other. And it just never happened. Never I happened. never even, I don't even think I ever saw you there. Mm -mm. So um, <laughs> I think I, she told me about you. I saw you on social media. Right. And then right. I saw you out, and you all spoke, and I made sure I spoke. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just good that it happened this way. Absolutely. I'm, I'm all for organic relationships. Absolutely. Um, and if this is a place where we can start with a, the, the dad, the father relationship, um, then that's a good place. Because it, even though we have so many different connections with D.C. and um, you're doing media mm -hmm. and all the different things that we're doing, the thing that's near and dear to me, even in my failure, and I, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I have no problem with saying I failed. Mm -hmm. uh, I failed in my marriage, not as a dad. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. To the degree of letting my children down, yes, but to the degree of um, not being there for my children. Mm -hmm. um, but being able to connect with you as a, as a man first, as a father, and to s celebrate what you're doing, because you just see it as I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, regular... <laughs> versus uh, another regular, I would say absolutely you're an incredible dad. I appreciate that. Bro. And I'll I take my hat off to you. Um, we salute you today, man. Thank you, man. Fatherly love as well as, that was the movement that I started last year. Um, okay. You said something earlier, and I thought about this, and I say it often, where there's a deficit, God creates a desire. That's right. And you said um, the Friday night uh, shout out. Mm -hmm. That was a deficit in that first relationship That's for right. you. And the desire that you wanted was to impart and to uh, edify your, your wife to be able to take care of her. And you got it in return. That's right. I see a lot of times we don't understand as men, we've got to be able to sow that to be able to reap it. To reap it, no question. Um, and so I, I, I think that's, that's a good thing. And so he created this desire for me to go out. And even though I was going through, I'm going through hell and um you know, my relationship being restored with my children, mm -hmm. that's his work. I leave that up to him. There you go. I just do what he says to do in terms of the other guys out here who are going through similar situations. So be there for them. But then the other guys that just need to be celebrated, who are killing it, who are rocking, <laughs> who are just doing the doggone thing. That's right. And in the animal community, there's a couple of animals, the robin. Mm. I don't know if you knew this. Mm -mm. The robin stays home with the children. Really? Excuse me. The, it's the Robin or the Cardinal. We can mm -hmm. get it. We can Google and find out for sure. But <laughs> right. either way, the animal kingdom gives us a blueprint of how to model, you know, fatherhood. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, even with the lion. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the, the queen goes out and she, she brings in the food mm -hmm. and, you know, the king, he just, he's like he's a chilling. lazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's chilling, right? Yeah. 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 Mufasa is just <laughs> running the kingdom, he's man. She's the out doing everything. Yeah. He's living his best life. <laughs> he really is. Um, and so even when I engage with men, I call them king mm -hmm. because that's a, we use, the world uses the term boss. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a boss, fine, I'm a king. Right, there you go. Because there I understand go. government. I understand rule. I understand mm -hmm. who I am in the earth. So um, that's, that's what we are. And so, again, man, this is all about celebrating you. I appreciate it. It's that. all about 
making sure you understand that, you know, someone watches you from afar, who's you've never even met, who someone else told him about. And um, Kalisha, thank you so much, <laughs> Phoenix Lee, for plugging um, um, uh, Rick and I together. Um, right. She was talking about, oh, you need to, you know, you need to get in contact with Rick. He's a good guy. And he's doing this and he does that. And I said, well, hold on, don't give me too much information right. because right. I want to save it. it. Yeah, that's I want right. to talk to him about it. I want, right. she'll, she'll tell you, I love organic chemistry. That's right. That's how it's raw, be. it's uncut, and it's, it, when you tap into it, it's Eureka. We struck gold. There you go. So from this, I mean, there are other things we've already talked about, possibly putting in work. Uh, we, we're going to have to get those sticks Yes, going. sir. Yes, sir. Got to get those sticks no going. No question. Uh, we, both of us are aficionados in terms of our cigars. Yes, indeed. Um, so uh, we've got to get that going, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing more things, man. That sounds good. But I, I had to stop to in. I appreciate you inviting me into your home. Absolutely. Thank I you for coming. I appreciate you creating this studio and the atmosphere and this space <laughs> for us to be able to uh, just talk briefly, man. That's People right. just need to see it. They need to see the difference, that new normal that, that you talked about. They, we really need to see it. Guys have got to, we've got to get a grasp of this thing. And, and, and stop creating these uh, pockets of dysfunction. Yeah, I, um, I definitely and, agree. And, and start, you know, engaging ourselves with, you know, people who are doing it the right way. Yep. And I, from a distance, I can see Big Papa Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that's for your daughter? Uh, yeah, well, we bought Indirectly. those. Indirectly? It's a, it's a notorious big, uh, it's, an, it's a biggie pillow, uh -huh. but it's written in French. Ah, so gotcha, uh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Uh, I forget what it even says because I don't know French. I feel French gotcha. three years straight. I got you. So. I got you. <laughs> but uh, but no, man, I, I love what you're doing, and uh, I'm glad to have been a part of it. And uh, I appreciate you coming out and talking. No problem. Uh, I think the conversation is very, very much needed in our community in particular, um, because I think there are a lot of times where we want to reach out in some way to make some sort of impact and we don't really have a way to do it that we know of. So I appreciate you creating this platform because mm -hmm. I think it's great. Thanks and so I much. think it's important and I think, uh, you know, it's a, an opportunity <clears throat> for all of us to continue to grow and to, to pull together and to become more vulnerable even with each other. I think one, one of the biggest challenges that we face is that we're so busy trying to maintain a position mm -hmm. that we don't just get real with each other. Right. And, you know, I tell all the guys that I'm cool with, I say, look, man, if, you know, we can just be golf buddies if you want, or if you want to have true communion and really have a real friendship, mm -hmm. you got to holler at me about what's going on. Right. You know, I got to know what's happening with you because that's how, you know, they, they, the whole notion of iron sharpens iron, mm -hmm. that's how you're able to do that. When you're able to be real and to be vulnerable and to tell about your fears <clears throat> and your concerns and the things that make you, that keep you up at night. Right. You can't stomach that. And the thing is, it's also killing us. Right. When we're not getting this stuff off of our chest. And we're right. not expressing these things. Because if we don't feel that we can say it to our, our spouses or our family, mm -hmm. we're just internalizing this stuff and it's killing us from the inside. It is. So and we there's have so many to do that. diseases and chronic illnesses attributed no to it. And, I, and I'll tell you what really sparked this for me. A friend of mine um, manages an ABC store. Mm -hmm. And I just, so ran, I just randomly asked him, I said, so when is, when is the... Like, what's the highest time for alcohol sales? Like, is it Christmas? Is it New Year's? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking celebratory uh, holidays. Right. You know what he told me? Father's Day. I believe it. He said, because it. men are depressed. Yep. I said, wow. I said, and I said, I, I went through that, so I know what it feels like. Yeah. I know what it feels like to just say, like, you know, I'm not going to actually do it, but mm -hmm. I don't want to be here anymore. Exactly. And that depression take you to a place where you, you don't even recognize yourself anymore. Correct. And so I said, you know what, let's, let's champion for the guy who's in that situation, as well as for the guy that's in the opposite side of it. No show, question. Show both sides, the heads and the tails of that coin. That's right. 
So, That's man, right. we'll be doing some, uh, some more things. No we'll question. definitely be in touch, man. No question. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. All right.